0: We're back. Double coverage, double coverage, double coverage. Mama, we made it! The network picked us up. Well, We're, like, established. We, we need the signs that says, like, clap, cheer, laugh. J-Mac here, D-Mac to the right. Welcome to double coverage. Mama, we What's made up, it! What's up, everybody? Jason McCourty here with my sidekick on the other side of the screen, I guess you can say. D-Mac, Devin McCourty. Welcome to another episode of Double Coverage with the McCourty twins. As always, you guys know, you can find us right here on Nessin every week. If you miss it, there you can go on YouTube to catch up, or you can also go on iTunes to listen to the podcast. And as always, check out check us out on social media, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of those cool things at McCordy Twins, and our website always lets you know what we're up to, McCordyTwins.com. Welcome to another episode, DMAC, How you doing? Doing good? Quarantining? I'm doing good, man. I, I think on a bright side, I'm back home. Um, You can see, but on a downside, we're not together. We're not doing our podcast as usual, still virtually podcasting. Um, Hopefully we get this all sorted out and we'll be back to normal next week. Um, But we're all just banking on how it goes with COVID-19 as everyone else is doing, I guess, around the world. Yeah, as you guys know. Uh, We've been dealing with some cases on our team, so uh, we've been instructed to kind of quarantine, stay away from each other. Uh, That even includes being twins, staying away from one another. So uh, Devin and myself are keeping our six feet of distance, so it won't allow us to be on our typical podcast set uh, to be able to record this episode. But let's get into the show, Matt. Quarterbacks getting injured this past Sunday. We had one comeback from a horrific injury and in Alex Smith, getting some time out there on the football field, which was awesome to see. Uh, but conversely, on the other side, we saw Dak Prescott go down with uh, a season-ending injury on a rough tackle where he gets twisted up. So uh, 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 I guess a mix of emotions coming off this past uh, Sunday. Yeah, I would kind of call it bittersweet. You know, Alex Smith, really our runner-up. For the Dan Bryan, you know, awesome moment of the week. Him taking the field, families clapping, kids clapping, his wife. Um, just an awesome moment, but it wasn't an awesome game. They got blown out, really. Dwayne Hassins gets benched. Uh, Kyle Allen comes in, gets hurt. Story of the day, obviously, for Washington was Alex Smith getting back on the field. Um, but then, you know, I was watching that Dallas game. I always try to watch football when my guys are playing, and Logan Ryan, good friend, uh, former teammate, tackles him on a play. Um, and I would say, like Logan said after the game, kind of a routine tackle. Dak's trying to stiff arm him and get him off him. Logan's just trying to punch at the ball and drag him down. Um, and he turns his ankle and just a nasty looking injury uh, for all of us Boston people. Very similar to watching Gordon Hayward, um, you know, hurt himself in that opening game a couple years ago. Just an injury you don't like seeing. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, those ones are always tough when someone's carted off the field. Uh, the tears are rolling, but I saw on social media. He's in good spirits, had surgery, and uh, he's ready to begin his comeback season as LeBron just wrapped up his comeback season as he let us all know on Instagram as he won his fourth title uh, this past week. Uh, but keeping it in the football world, the Falcons have decided to move on from head coach and GM. Um, it's, it's rough in the middle of a season. Uh, I've gone through that change where you lose a head coach and you're trying to, you got your interim and you're trying to get things rolling. Um, But this is kind of the second week we found out about uh, Billy Owen Houston and now uh, the Falcons seem like they're cleaning house a little bit. You've never had to experience that, but um, it's rough. You know, you come in one day and you're in the squad meeting and somebody's the head coach and you come in the next week and it's somebody else. But I think at times it kind of rejuvenates the team and it gives you a little bit of juice. And I guess it's also the realization that, hey, we're out here, we're not winning, we're not doing what we're supposed to yep. do, and change is coming. And it's kind of that spark sometimes you need, like, hey, if you don't turn it around, change is going to be coming for you as well. So uh, I'll be looking for the Falcons this upcoming week to probably go out there and play with a ton of energy. I'm sure Raheem Morris, who's been there for a while, he has seen things that he wants to probably do a little bit differently. So you can expect them to come out with a lot of energy this week. Yeah, man, it's interesting. You know, you never really want big change within a season. Um, usually doesn't turn out well. I remember a couple years ago um, when Coach Campbell took over for the Dolphins and we had to play them, where they were kind of riding high. He took over as interim. I think they won like two or three games, and they came down here to Foxboro. We beat them up pretty bad. Um, that's neither here nor there, but I, I just think. I was in Tennessee that year. They, they rolled on us coming off of that change, though. We
1: yeah, see. next
0: week. And it's a good boost of energy. You just saw Houston go out there this week, play against the Jaguars. They beat the Jaguars. So it's, it's great, I think. But overall, when you have that much change within a season, it's usually really tough, um, especially when players don't really know, is this going to be the head coach? Are they now looking for a new head? So you don't know. But I think, like you said, J Mac, that realization of if I want to be here next year, I better go out there and start playing better. Cause once they change the coach. They change the GM. Next, it's going to be personnel. We got to get rid of these players and get new players. So uh, I'm sure Atlanta will be playing with a fire uh, come this weekend when they got to go out there and take the field without a doubt. But when you move on from coaches, you're forced to adjust. And if there's one thing we know, this season has been all about adjustments not just at halftime, not just on the sideline, but adjustments day by day. We have a Tuesday night game this week that just happened. Uh, there's, the schedule just seems like it's ever-changing. Who would have thought we would have had a Monday night game when we didn't really have a Monday night? We're supposed to have another Monday night game. Now it's moved to Sunday. It's just hard to keep up with so much scheduling change. How has this been for you? How do you adjust? How do you keep the young guys in it? What, what, what are the keys to it? i think it's like you say you know a couple of years ago uh maddie p was here and um you know he had a good friend um who was in the uh was a navy seal um and he came and he taught us the phrase really adapt or die um and that's what they live by um they have to adapt they're in battle um and i think we used to say that as a team and i think now you're seeing it across the league you got to adapt this year you got to be ready for changes um, And it's really brought up the question that I've heard a lot of people ask is, should the NFL be bubbling like a successful WNBA and successful NBA who just wrapped up their seasons and you have two champions at the end of it? And it wasn't pretty. It wasn't ideal. But the bubble brought us basketball and a championship run. Um So I think that is really going to be the question going forward, um, because we're going to see more teams that have to deal with positive COVID tests. Um, and everyone's going to know, like want to know, should the NFL bubble the guys and their families or, or some sort of that? I think the question more is that is is it can you, you know, I feel like with the NBA and the WNBA, that's months of preparation of figuring out. Obviously, the NBA that's got true. caught right in the middle of their season. They were forced to shut down. And from that moment on, you're trying to figure out how do we reopen? And they came up with a plan and they were able to put it into action over a course of weeks and months. I don't know at this point, the fact that we haven't decided to go, can you do that? Does every city, cause you obviously can't go to one location, but can you bubble everybody in their local city? I don't know if you have enough time, maybe here in Boston. I mean, there's a, a resort like Encore, but can you just put a team in a normal hotel and say, Hey, you can't leave. But there's not multiple restaurants, there's not entertainment. It's hard to just stay in that one room, as we just saw over the last probably four or five days, staying in just one hotel room. So I just don't know if it's possible. Um, I don't know how you would make it work. I mean, everybody around the country, if you want that bubble to be where you want it to be, I mean, Disney's open now. The NBA's leaving do we head down to Disney and use the fields? You know, you look at all those Pop Warner teams, they do it. Maybe the NFL will be at Disney. But like we promised, special guests. We spend a lot of time with this guy. Our wives get along. Uh, we've been to his house down in Miami where he lives really big time. But we like to welcome Lawrence Guy to the show. Defensive tackle stud for the New England Patriots. First and foremost, let the people know how much better your life has been. Since coming to New England, you meet D-Mac, and then the next year, J-Mac comes. Just meeting the McCourty's. How much has that made your life better?
1: You know, I felt like when I got here, Dev was in this little slump that he didn't know what to do, but I brightened up his day, you know? Like, I feel like when when I entered the building, he was like, I love this guy. Puns all intended. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm the guy that you're supposed to love. You know, then when Jay got in there, you know, I, I, just, I just saw that this smile come back on on Dev's face that nobody sees that much. You know, he got this gloom on his face all the time. But now, the joy of me and his brother in the building, oh, man, he's loving life when he goes home.
0: All right, let's talk a little football. Tell us about a little bit about your journey and kind of how you ended up in New England.
1: You know, it's one of those things that when I got in the league, I didn't get that. I've been on a team for four or five years. I was jumping around, you know. Um, Got drafted by Green Bay. Uh, ended up on IR with a with an injury. The next year, practice squad. Got off the practice squad after three weeks, went to Indy. Thought I was doing something good there. But, you know, the the business is the business. And I got hit by the business earlier. Most people get hit by at the end of the career. I got hit by at the beginning of my career. Um, then I went from Indy to San Diego. And from San Diego, I went to uh, Baltimore, where they actually made it home for me for a while. You know, they they over Came in with open arms, the players loved me, the coaches loved me, and I was able to develop. Um, then from there, I was like, hey, take my time and, and hit free agency, and I was like, you know what? Let me go to the dark side, you know? Taste a little bit of, uh, 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 of, the, of the dynasty, end up in New England. And I, and I got there, and they're like, how does it feel? I said, it feels good to be part of the dark side. And I, and I tell everybody that. They're like, what do you mean? I was like, once you get part of this organization, it, it changes a little bit um your idea of playing uh, uh brotherhood all that changes to an aspect of you know what you got to do you ain't gonna point your fingers and you're gonna take this journey and you are gonna grow more as a man and as a player
0: that comes from my dark side of me staying on top of you and pushing you forward so you're very welcome for that um this has been a different year you're nominated you're voted captain um, your leadership skills, does that mainly come from your wife, Andrea? Because we know how she kind of runs stuff at the house. Did you learn a lot from her that you bring to the team?
1: You know, the old saying is, behind every great man is a great woman. And she drives me to be the best me. And that's the best thing I could say is when I'm down, she picks me up. When I'm going and I'm going strong, she's right there, keep on motivating me. And what I bring at home, I bring to the, to the team. And I'm blessed I'm able to be voted on to be captain by my peers. And I can take that leadership and, and show the younger guys um, how it truly is in the league and how to, to become who you are on this team. Um, it's not all cookies and cream when you get here. And you have to work through all that. But we all know how, how it feels to win. We all understand it feels great to win. You have fun winning. And you have fun with the, the people in the locker room. And like I said, you know I brighten up your day all the time, Dev. When when I come to the locker room, I see the smile. Spoken
0: like a true big boy. It's not all cookies and cream. (laughs) Uh, What's what is your favorite memory uh, since joining the Patriots? Is it the 2018 Super Bowl 53, or is it something different?
1: Uh, the best memory I have. I think I'm the only one to do it. Our dinner reveal at the stadium. Um, like that was the biggest one. I asked, um, community relations, like, Hey, can we do a general reveal? They said, yeah, we got, they set it all up. They, they lit up the blue lights for my son. And that's one thing I never seen an organization do for a player. And they were like, this is all about family. We want to bring you a part of that. Then like the second other one is when we won the Super Bowl, I was able to have my child, my daughter down there. And we both got to kiss a Lombardi before everybody else got to put all their germs on there. And that experience is, is something you can never take away you know and when she gets about 16 17 says dad I never do anything and you're not fun I'm like hey let me follow, pull up this photo you you done some <laughs> stuff that nobody's ever gonna do again
0: I, I hope I hope you're a lot funner along the lines and you don't have to flash back all the way to her being two years old and she's 16 <laughs> saying you're not fun I, I hope you do some more fun things in between 2 and 16
1: hey what can I say? Like, we go all out for birthdays, you know. Oh, yeah, we had we a do. pony we one know. year. Yeah. And, she, and she was just like, okay, when Pepper Pig came alive, it was a wrap. She just left. <laughs> laugh.
0: If you had to pick one teammate, who would you say is your
1: favorite teammate right now? John Simon. Mm, why, solid, why John solid Simon? Selection? That's my guy. You know, we play cornhole every day together. You do? Um, you, do. <laughs> you know, I beat him all the time. Uh, and on, on top of that, it's something I could just jump around with with ideas of. We're playing on the same side or, or opposite side of, of the runner of the path, and we actually could communicate of how different strategies might work. If he's going to set the edge a certain way, if I'm going to play a certain way, how we could build off each other. And on top of that, we connect outside of the building uh, with, with different things. Like he has a, a race car simulator at his house. Um, it's pretty epic, and he was we talk about that all the time. And seeing if I could fit on it, if there was a weight limit or not. And um, he said, the one down here, he don't know. But the one back at at home, he said, definitely, I could fit on it.
0: Well, that's that's really good to know. Man, we definitely appreciate you stopping by, double coverage. And, I mean, most importantly, you're a soon-to-be fellow bald guy. (laughs) So, we can see it kind of a little bit on the camera. So, We appreciate you stopping by, man. As always, continue your greatness, continue leading. And for everybody, we're not going to give them a chance to respond. So we will see you after this small break. (laughs) Keeping an awesome moment of week. Tom Brady. Tom Brady throws up the four. Is it fourth down? We don't know, but I really think he was foreshadowing four championships for LeBron James brady posted to his social media respect to lebron puts the four up puts lebron's face on him Um, never be too great that you can't laugh at yourself tom brady obviously now down in tampa but still the awesome cool guy tom brady that he was in new england so i thought that was an awesome moment of the week that he was able to laugh in a loss there you go. Appreciate you, TV 12 Let's get into some uh, Twitter fan questions. Uh, first, we have uh, my guy, Gerard Powers, uh, on Twitter. Also, NFL draft class of 09. He went to the Colts, uh, had a great career as a fellow cornerback. But he asked, will Rutgers ever be good again? Dev, I know you got something for that. Yeah, do we even have to answer that, Gerard Powers? Bro, just wait. Just wait and see. Uh, DBU coming back. Rutgers, you. Shout out Taekwon Underwood and Rutgers University of Rutgers, doing it big. Next, we got James at James Noise Twenty One. Describe the difference between playing on separate teams and playing together. Well, I know what you. I know what you're gonna say, J Mac. Yeah, Deb wants me to say the difference of winning and losing, but I don't think that's what this question is asking uh, for for me. I think throughout our careers, even playing separate, it was still the realization that, hey, we dreamed about this moment as kids and we're actually living it out and we're doing it at the high, doing it at the highest level. And. Uh, Dev and myself, we would talk every week constantly, especially if we were going against somebody in each other's division, uh, whether it was about football, family, whatever it may be. And then now you fast forward to being on the same team, you have the opportunity uh, to be able to talk about the same exact things, uh, whatever's going on in our building, the game plan, uh, anything from a day to day basis. We can have those discussions and pick each other's mind and try to see what does he think? What, is, what do I think and try to collaborate that and come up uh, with whatever plan it is for the game or whatever plan it is family wise. Uh, it's just been, it's helped us to be able to continue to grow our relationship. So it's been awesome. Yeah, couldn't uh, we'll agree more with that. We'll get to question number three from uh, Andy Ellis. He says, for hotel quarantine and away from the family, did you already have a bag packed? Did you have to pack it when you got home? And what were kind of your go-to choices of em- entertainment? And then what's in the bag that you're packing? So I had a bag for the quick stay when we first found out Um, our test coming back from, I guess, Friday, Saturday, right before the Kansas city game, had a quick bag through maybe one pair of pants, a little duffel bag quick, you know, we'll get to Kansas city because then when we came back and you know, we had another positive test, that's when I had to go grab, you know, a couple pair of sweatpants, hoodies, t-shirts, you know, I didn't plan on leaving the hotel, so it wasn't a big deal, but I will say this source of entertainment. I got really going on my Apple TV streaming app. Uh, Ted Lasso with my man Jason Sudeikis, hilarious, Teron on uh, Apple TV, and um, a sleeper show that I know a lot of people probably don't watch, and uh, I don't watch much Bravo TV, but Below Deck, you know, I'm learning about the Yachty life, I'm learning that life. I can honestly you... say I don't plan on watching that show, but appreciate, <laughs> uh, appreciate the uh, suggestion. What, what was your entertainment? We'll skip what you packed. Uh, I didn't really have any entertainment. I was, I was extremely bored. I didn't, I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a bag already packed. I didn't have anything to go to. So I kind of got stuck running in the house, throwing stuff in the bag. And then by the time I got to the hotel, I'm just like, all right, what do I do now? So, uh, we had still had the game coming up. So kind of watching film, having a glass of wine, uh, a few times. Uh, so that was really my only entertainment. There wasn't much on TV at all either. So, yeah. Glass of wine. Shoot, a finishing bottles out there. Uh, next question, last question from Sports Dudes. How things been just virtual, and do you think you get hurt because maybe you might miss less football and be ready to go? Uh, virtual, I guess you can say kind of – become our new norm. We had to do it all spring. So I think we jumped into that and was able to take off seamlessly and continue to prepare for the game. And then obviously we would much rather be in the building, getting treatment, rehab and all of those good things, practicing. So whenever you're not doing that thing, doing those things, I think the risk of injury definitely increases, but we're pro athletes and we're going to find ways to get it done. So appreciate all the questions each and every week. We got a game coming up this week. I think we're finally going to get to play against the Denver Broncos. What do you got on their case, Dave? Yeah, man. We already talked about Denver, a very explosive, fast team. And I think what you've seen because of COVID, you'll see two healthy teams. You'll see the best players from both teams probably out there come Sunday. I expect Fant to be out there, Hamler, Locke, you know, hopefully for us, Cam and Steph will be out there. Um, So we'll see how that all works itself out. But – I expect a healthy two teams out there Sunday afternoon. Definitely, definitely. And for you guys, as we wrap up, October 26th, me and Deb will be hosting our annual event this year. It will obviously be virtual. It will be kind of a special edition of double coverage. So make sure you guys get to McCourtyTwins.com to get all the info. October 26th our virtual events coming up. I know you guys didn't think a pandemic was going to stop us from tackling sickle cell. So make sure you tune in on October 26th for sure. But appreciate you guys week in and week out coming on Ness and checking Devin and myself out, going to YouTube, iTunes, make sure you're hitting that subscribe button. Dev, you got something you want to tell the people? No, I always want to tell the people one thing and one thing. Mama, we made it. Cause that's what it's all about, man. We're still making it in a pandemic yes we're figuring this thing out day by day we don't know what the upcoming schedule is how it's going to work everything is kind of to be determined and that's kind of what life is you never know what it's going to throw at you so you got to be prepared like dev said earlier adapt or die so we're adapting we're figuring out and we're going to see you right here next week on Nessen. and make sure you check us out